Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by Audible.com. If you would like to support this podcast and start a 30-day trial membership, visit audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Season 11, Episode 16. This is Writing Excuses, adventure as subgenre. 15 minutes long. Because you're in a hurry. And we're not that smart. I'm Brandon. I'm Mary. I'm Dan. I'm Howard. And it is time to dig into elemental adventure once again. In this podcast, we will look at how to add adventure to a story that may not be primarily an adventure. Um, And before we do this, I want to talk about a concept. I've been telling my students a lot this year in my class. My goal, and like I think our goal as podcasters for you, is for you to stop being a cook and start being a chef. As defined by the cook is the person who can follow a list of ingredients and create a perfectly acceptable meal. The chef knows what each of those ingredients does and knows that by adding the spice of from one thing into another, how much flour, what it's going to do to the final concoction. I want you to be able to do that with these genres. I want you to be able to say, ah, adventure. If I add some adventure to my fiction, it does... Well, what? What does adding some adventure to an established piece do? One of the great things that you get with adventure is a sense of wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, and, and the example that is coming to mind, a common theme that you'll see in both adventure and in thrillers is, you know, the normal person who's caught in something bigger and is yeah. just trying to make the best of it. And in a thriller, they're on the run because the men in black are after them or, you know, whatever is chasing them. And when you turn that into an adventure, you get that moment of kind of every man victory of Mm -hmm. I have turned the tables, even though I don't have all the training, even though I'm not amazing, but I still manage to, you know, jump off of a moving train, you know, whatever it is. And you get to see that progression. That's part of the fun of that is you normal person are now going to become a super spy. And there have been how many countless movies that have been made about you normal person are going to become X, Y, or Z. And it's that 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 exact wish fulfillment, that training in something awesome and then watching the character accomplish it. 
um, I'm thinking of uh, adventure as a subgenre in um, uh, the movie Warm Bodies, mm-hmm. which is fundamentally a rom-com. Yep. You know, it's a it's a romantic comedy. It's a relationship story, but it is set in zombies, and there is zombie fighting and shooting and running, and and there is plenty of adventure. Mm-hmm. built into that. But fundamentally, the story is a, is a romance. You know, when a lot of classical adventure stories are romance-adventure hybrids, Romancing the Stone is a perfect example mm-hmm. of this, um, where it's Indiana Jones plus a strong romance. And you might make the argument that one's not really a subgenre, that they're both equal, but that's kind of what we're talking about, mm-hmm. hybridizing these stories. Um, and why is Romancing the Stone so much more fun than just a regular romantic comedy with these same characters? It's this idea of adventure, of going to the exotic location, of accomplishing something and moving the story along. And kind of you can show these characters in that one growing together through adversity. And I think adding that adversity is helpful. And at the risk of being crass and mercantile about this, that is a perfect example of a date movie because you are attracting two very different audiences. Right. You know, and so you are attracting all the people who want the romance Mm-hmm. And you're attracting all the people who want the cool adventure and, and you know, through the jungle and whatever. Yeah. Right. And and the people who want both all the time. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Titanic, I would say, is combining a bunch of different things. It turns <laughs> into horror, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the first half is adventure. We're going on this grand adventure on this cool boat well, and, and romance. And sense of wonder. And sense of wonder. There were elements yeah. of wonder in the size of that ship which was so much smaller than the thing that we got on. (laughs) I still can't get over that. But it's this idea of adventure gives you the external adversity so that two characters, whether it's a romance or a buddy cop or what relationship or whatever else you're doing, are brought together. It gives you almost the time bomb for another, like you're doing a mystery, add in the adventure element to it, and then the clues come as they're tied together by these exciting elements and exciting events. Yeah, and I think part of the 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 thing that adventure can do is give you that moment of the oh awesome moment that you're looking right. for. But in this case, the oh awesome moment is coming from the action that they're taking. Right. One of the things we talked about when we were first hashing out everything was uh, was the sense of daring do, mm-hmm. which then required a lot of definition. But it's basically the the Robin Hood, the the Errol Flynn. It's the swashbuckling, and there's a lot of ways to do swashbuckling. Yeah. That that don't involve actually having a sword. You can you can do that with you know as with the Jackie Chan ladder. You can do mm-hmm. that with the fast talking. Oh, that banter. is so swashbuckling. Both of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and, and a certain amount of it, I think, is putting the reader in the position of, can we get away with this? Mm-hmm. I would say my entire genre, epic fantasy, my prime genre, is an example of mixing wonder and adventure. Mm-hmm. And depending on your scene in your book, yeah. which one is the, the head genre and which one's the subgenre will change. But that's, that's what makes up epic fantasy. Wow, look at this cool place. Look at these cool things. Now we're going to go fight some orcs. The entire <laughs> mm-hmm. experience of Dungeons and Dragons is let's mix some wonder with an adventure story. You know, and I would say, writing on top of that, that, uh, you know, the vast majority of genre distinctions that we make and people who say, oh, well, I like this kind of fantasy instead mm-hmm. of this, what they're really talking about is where that line is. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what the ratio is between adventure and wonder. And, the more adventure you add in, I think the more kind of mass market appeal that you get. Generally, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the Matrix movies 
at the heart of them, I think that they're very kind of deep philosophical nature of free Idea will pieces. kind of things. I'm, but let's make this appealing by throwing in a bunch of fights and adventures. Yeah, although I'm, I'm going to say that when we're talking about mass market appeal, that that, that is specifically a, a what you've just described is specifically a film thing. That's true. Because the, the highest selling genre is romance. Yes. Yep. You're, so, yes, yes. So yeah, if we're talking mass market. Yep, you're absolutely right, Mary, pointing that out. Um, and that, well, I want to back up from this second. Yeah. I really want to dig into this why. Um, for To turn our listeners into chefs instead of cooks. Mm-hmm. Why do people like this? Wishful from it, what else? Why do we like adventure? Um, two weeks ago, you asked me if Schlock Mercenary was primarily adventure. Yes. I said, no, it's humor. Adventure is a subgenre. Um the reason there is adventure in it is because I want you to have the stand up and cheer moment while you are laughing. Okay. I want to fire on both of those at once. So the, stand up and cheer. Wish stand up moment, and cheer. Stand up and cheer. Stand up and cheer. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's a subgenre because there was mm-hmm. something else I wanted to blend it with. Uh, uh, very notably, a uh, year and a half ago, I wanted to do a scene where Sergeant Schlock is riding a scooter throwing hammers at people. And (laughs) setting that up took weeks and weeks and weeks. But when I finally delivered on it- It was totally worth it. When I finally (laughs) delivered on it, where he's riding like cavalry with hammers and chainsaws and a mouthful of hammers, it's hilarious. And yet there is a part of us that says, man, I wish I could do that. Or at least Mm -hmm. watch him do that. Yeah, and I I think that that- Look how cool that is. That's a you know, kind of a different flavor of the stand up and cheer moment mm-hmm. that is a big part of adventure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would say that James Bond movies are mostly thrillers, mm-hmm. but there's always one or two big adventure moments. You know, the one in uh, Skyfall where he yeah. runs down a backhoe's robot arm as it is clawing out a train and then fixes his cufflinks because he's so friggin' cool. Yeah. That's what adventure adds to your story is that moment of, oh, that was so awesome. Yeah. I want to be that awesome. Yeah. And I think that for me, a lot of adventure is I want to be that awesome, Mm. which is the wish fulfillment that you're talking about. It's accomplishment. Yes. It's it's Mm -hmm. accomplishment is what this is about. Yeah. Well, and it's not so much, if if we can move, I, Mm -hmm. we keep talking about the wish fulfillment. One thing Mary mentioned before was the the sense of, I want to see how they solve this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is more of a kind of a creative fulfillment kind of thing. Like, oh, that's so clever. I didn't see that coming. That guy's so smart. That well, that's, girl is that's, so... You know, our, that's our elemental mystery, you know, your puzzle yeah. Yeah. Uh, at a level. Yeah, I, and- I don't think you can discount, though, that moment of we did it, which it, climbing the mountain again. Mm-hmm. If there's a story about climbing the mountain, the scene at the end where the characters are standing on the peak and there's awe because there's that basking, but there's that moment of look what we accomplished. You can look back at this path, this terrible trail, and we are now standing on top of this thing. That's the, that's that moment. You know, I wonder some of when I'm reading an adventure, mm-hmm. I know that this is a story that is at least this moment that I that I am actually heading for success. I don't exactly know how they're going to accomplish it, and the fun is seeing how they're going to succeed right. and, and all of the funny ways or different ways that they're going to fail. Whereas in a thriller, I don't actually know that we're heading for right. success. And so that's what's going to turn the page yeah. each of these times is I get I want these moments. I want to see something new. 
And I want to have that sense of accomplishment when we get to the end and we have accomplished something. Yeah. You know, there's and, one more reason to include adventure as a subgenre, mm -hmm. and that is to betray you in exactly that moment. <laughs> if I'm blending adventure in ho and horror, and you don't know that horror is one of the subgenres, we are going to do something cool, and then it's going to go badly. Or even if you disastrously, Cabin yeah. in the Woods does this multiple times, oh, yeah. and it's effective even the fifth right. and sixth time. Yeah, you, I think you need to be clear at the beginning if you're going to do a horror twist. Um, but yeah. But this is what, what we're talking about is, again, when readers are signing up, what they're looking for, the, the, mm -hmm. the, the brain hacking that they're looking for from an adventure story is that moment of triumph. Hey, writers. Are you thinking about learning a new language? I think exploring the world, experiencing other cultures, and being able to communicate with people outside your everyday experience lets you create richer, better stories. A great way to do that is with Rosetta Stone, a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They use an immersive technique which leads to fast language acquisition. It's an intuitive process that helps you really learn to speak, listen, and most of all think in the language you're trying to learn. They also feature true accent speech recognition technology that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a voice coach in your home. Learn at home or on the go with a desktop and mobile app that let you download and access lessons even when you're offline. And it's an amazing value. A lifetime membership gives you access to all 25 languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German, Japanese, and, of course, Korean. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Writing Excuses listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Let's go ahead and stop for our book of the week, which is by Michael R. Underwood. Yep, I've got that this week. It is The Shootout Solution, uh, Genre Knots, Episode 1, by uh, Michael R. Underwood. Um, I I love this. This was so much fun. It's a uh, it's adventure fiction, and the, the concept is that uh, the universe we live in has parallel universes that have sprung up from the kinds of stories we tell— and when those parallel universes, when the stories in them break, when they when their genres go off formula, bad things happen in our world. And so obviously, somebody has to tra uh, travel to those universes and and make their stories go correctly. As a writer, I love this idea. It's uh, it's very very high concept. Um, and uh, the shootout solution is uh, western. Um, which very much pulls, you know, the adventure, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the adventure strings. Um, and it's, uh, oh, he, Brandon is pointing at Mary to remind me who read the book. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, our very own Mary Robinette Kowal, uh, I say possessively, um, as if <laughs> uh, uh, read uh, uh, Shootout Solution, Genre Knotts, Episode 1. 
Uh, you can pick it up on Audible, uh, audiblepodcast.com. You can start a 30-day uh, trial membership and select this or any other book as a great way to start. And yep. I would just say as the narrator, I love narrating these. They are so much fun. Oh, and the our protagonist is a comedian. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, sorry. That's uh-huh. the other reason I love it. <laughs> All right. So audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Yep. Um, let's talk about now how to construct a story, specifically using adventure as a subgenre. So I'm going to talk about heist novels. Okay. Because they, they have many things going on in mm-hmm. them. But there is always a point in the heist novel the heist novel or film where there's the chase scene. Yep. And that chase scene is the adventure that is embedded in everything right, else. Right, right. Either adventure or thriller, depending. depending most, on the, of most of them are adventure. Most of them are adventure. The Italian job, that's so adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the ridiculous driving of the mm-hmm. through the tubes. Yep. It, um, so that's one thing that I look for when I'm when I'm looking for a moment in mm-hmm. my in my story where I want to ramp up the tension, where I know that I'm going to be heading for a solution, and I want my my readers to have fun. Right. While they, while my characters are in danger, um, that's where I'm like, okay, I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to use adventure. That that element. Excellent. Yeah. Modeling that. Uh, I've been uh, watching for the third time through uh, Leverage on Netflix as I ink comics, and one of the reasons I love doing this is because we have uh, elemental ensemble at a high level. We have uh, mystery as we're, you know, putting this this puzzle together, and there is adventure. Every time uh, the actor Christian Kane is on screen punching something, we are back into an adventure story. And I love those bits. And and I say uh, I say it's it's fun for me to watch as a writer because the way these episodes are constructed, all of Elliot's set pieces have elements in them that have been pulled from earlier in the story that are part of our that are part of our mystery that are part of our puzzle that are you know part of the uh, you know part of the ensemble stuff and that's the thing when you're using uh, when you're using element or when you're using yeah elemental adventure as a subgenre um, the the bits that you are pulling into that fight scene the bits that mm-hmm. you are pulling into that chase uh, have to be important elsewhere in the story mm. they have to be things they have to be things that the characters care about and have interacted with one of the things I love about uh, all of the fight scenes in Leverage is that most of them start with Christian Kane walking into the scene and kind of looking at everybody, and you go, oh, man, he's going to punch <laughs> them all in punch. the face, and then he does. And that's what, <laughs> that's what adventure gives you is this almost kind of a pressure valve. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use them. You can use adventure to ramp tension. You can also use it, I think, to release tension. Mm-hmm. Things have been so point. tense. Things have been so whatever Oh man, he's gonna punch all and these dudes Elliot in the face walks on now. Screen and the good guys can see him, but the bad guys can't. Yeah, and the good guys smile, and we know. Oh, punching is going to happen, and, and, and you, tension has been released. You get that moment of that's so awesome, and uh, that that adventure brings to the story. Yeah, you can use adventure as glue, also to kind of you've got a story like I want to tell this story about these two characters. And this is, you know, what they're going to accomplish. They're going to become good friends. Um, and then, you know, whatever. You can use the adventure as the glue to give that external motivation. 
um, that external force, I guess, to push them together. Um, you can you can take a mystery, for instance, and you can stuff a bunch of adventure into it so that piece by piece, you are getting this wonderful story while some things that might have otherwise been boring are given to you point by point in a really interesting way. And I think that's one of the things that you can definitely use adventure for is um, to mask the boring stuff. Yeah. Like in the homework <laughs> that we gave you from two weeks ago where we said mm-hmm. add, add adventure to your exposition. Um, I think that that's one thing when you look at something like this is really dull. Like, yeah. I, right. I ha- a perfect example of this is the various different versions of Sherlock Holmes that are out there, uh, which are all primarily mysteries. Um and the BBC one is fantastic. It's going on a higher level. It's using, you know, mystery and character drama and, you know, internal conflicts between, and you know, all this. It's brilliant. There's also the, what is this, Guy Ritchie movies, the ones that had, mm-hmm. uh, that had Iron Man mm-hmm. um, yeah. in them uh, that starred him, what's his name, Robert Downey Jr., yeah. where it's like, we're going to take a Sherlock Holmes story and we're just going to make it adventure. And it becomes an adventure story and oftentimes they're taking the same source material and one is a true mystery, a true mystery with a subgenre of this messed up guy. Another one's an adventure story with a mystery um, and analyzing those and saying, what does this one do to someone versus this one is a great way as a writer to start learning how to use these things. The other thing that we've talked about a lot is that with the, the pressure release is that adventure is good for making things fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it can, one of the things that it can do when you're, like when you're talking about the, uh, illuminating character, having banter in there, mm-hmm. which is, I think one of the key elements of an, ad- an adventure is, is a really great way to illuminate character while things are happening Yeah. so that it's not just a lot of navel gazing. Now, coming back to the metaphor that Brandon began with, uh, uh, cooks versus chefs, um, when you eat the, the uh, hospital cafeteria food, uh, the operating adjective is usually bland. Mm-hmm. It's boring. There's not a lot going on. And that's, you know, in part because of allergens and, and whatever. Uh, when you add a little bit of some of these ingredients, the flavor changes completely, and yet fundamentally, you know, the, the stuff that's in the, in the plate is the same. Yeah. Um, a little bit of... I guess I was concerned because we talk about a scene that is boring and adding adventure to it. Um, if a scene is boring and it's not important, then you cut it. Well, See, yes. But if the scene is yeah. if the scene is boring because it's expository, because nothing else is happening, then the problem we have is that the scene is not serving multiple purposes. Right. And one of the purposes can be fulfilled by putting adventure in it. There's something I watched online, um, which is um, there are these really in-depth reviews, really, really, and somewhat uh, weird reviews of the Star Wars prequel movies. Um, You may know, if you've seen them, you'll know what I'm talking about. But there's a scene in one of them where the person doing, um, that is analyzing things, shows Anakin and Padme having a conversation and they're packing bags slowly. And this is important information, important character moments. It is so dull. They're just talking and packing their bags. It's the, we're supposed to be advancing these characters uh, blah. Then the person also shows a scene from the new um, Star Trek movies, uh, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, where Captain Kirk and Bones, and like Bones is trying to give Captain Kirk a physical, 
and something terrible is going down. And they're like running through the halls, try screaming at each other because, you know, uh, they, they're late or whatever. And Bones is trying to get him to agree to his physical and this stuff. And you come out of that scene, you've had fun. And you know both characters way better because you get to show their actions in a moment of stress, which illustrates character. And one is adding adventure and getting this across, and the other is just trying to do the exposition and fails at it because you don't have the show, the way to show who these characters are. And that's what adventure gives you. It gives you those moments where you can show who people are by putting them under stress. Yeah, in relationship stories and ensemble stories, uh, often uh, the characters, well, definitely the characters, change because of things that the other characters are doing. You know, the relationship itself changes, but the characters change. Adding adventure allows us to see these characters changing not only in relationship to each other, but in relationship to outside events. So we are out of time, unfortunately. I think we keep talking about this one. This is very exciting. (laughs) Yay! Yay. (laughs) Um, But it's time for some homework. And Mary is going to give our homework this week. All right, so we're talking about using adventure as a spice. So what I want you to do is I want you to grab your favorite piece of media, uh, but not an adventure film. It's not something where adventure is the main ingredient. Uh, Grab a romance, grab whatever. And I want you to watch it, and I want you to note the moments when they are using the adventure as a subgenre, and also note why. Look at the transitions into the adventure, look at the transitions out of it, and think about what it is doing and what would happen if it was removed from the plot at that moment. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go on an adventure. This episode of Writing Excuses has been brought to you by our listeners, patrons, and friends. If you would like to learn how to support this podcast, visit www.patreon.com slash writing excuses. Writing Excuses is a Dragonsteel production, jointly hosted by Brandon Sanderson, Dan Wells, Mary Robinette Kowal, and Howard Taylor. This episode was mastered by Alex Jackson. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.